Welcome to the Victim Survivor Thriver Podcast. I'm your host, Zanna Wolfgang. I'm a wife, mom, funny farmer, music lover, entrepreneur, shenanigan enthusiast, a badassy gal, passionate about sharing the real nitty gritty of life and love so we can learn, grow, and thrive together. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of the Victim Survivor Thriver podcast. I am absolutely honored to have my friend Holly Sowers joining us today to share about one of the hardest seasons in her life that brought so much joy and so much heartbreak. Here she is to share about how she moved through it, finding magic in the messy of it all. I'm so grateful to have Holly Sowers, my dear friend, here with me this morning. Um, Welcome, Holly. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Um, Holly is an educator and just an all-around amazing woman. And part of what we're doing at Victim Survivor Thriver is just sharing stories, um, the hard stuff, the good stuff, the amazing stuff. And Holly has a little bit of all of that in her story. And I watched her go through a really hard season um, with such grace. And I just know that there's someone out there that needs to hear her story and be filled with the hope that I know that she can offer. And um, she has two beautiful girls watching over her. And I'm going to let her talk more about that story right now. Holly, go for it. So, um, yeah, I my story begins in Seal Beach. I um, moved down here. To, it's um, near Long Beach. And I moved to Southern California um, to be with my boyfriend who's in the military. And we um, <laughs> we were just being a couple and loving life. And I ended up pregnant, um, which we were open to, but we weren't trying or planning or anything. And then I... Um, discovered that I had was going to have twins. And um, I wasn't surprised since I was a child. I always felt like I would have twin daughters growing up. So I was pretty excited that this dream that I had as a baby, like was coming true. It was kind of cool. And um, so, yeah, and we, we were going to have these girls. So also the reason I always felt that way is my dad's a twin. My grandpa's a twin. Aaron's a twin. That's my boyfriend. Um, so there's a lot of twins running within our family. So it just, it seemed right. It, it all fit. And, um, yeah, we just, we, there was a lot of morning sickness and, uh, uh, that, that part was rough, but it still always felt amazing. Just you'd feel them kick or move and, you know, you're planning, these girls are going to go to school together and, um, be each other's backup. And then I woke up Christmas morning and I was um, in labor. <laughs> and that was early, right? Yes, that was at um, 26 weeks. So we went to the hospital. Um, the day before, actually, my water had broke on Christmas Eve. I was on my way to yoga. I bent over to pick up a flip flop and I was like, oh that's weird. I got to go pee all of a sudden. So I ran to the bathroom, went pee. Then I got in my car, left, drove to yoga, got to yoga, hopped out of the car. And the next thing you know, I was like, shit, I can't hold my pee. <laughs> Excuse my language. And I peed myself. So I was like, Oh, let me get back in the car, drive back home, clean up. I guess I'm skipping yoga today. And, um, it, it wasn't the first time that I had peed myself. And so it was like, okay, well, this is just, you know, it's par for the course with pregnancy. And, um, 
<laughs> little did I know my water had actually broken. And so that um, was a little bit of a surprise, which I had, I just really thought I had gone pee. I really had no idea. And uh, I questioned it for a minute. I was like, maybe my water broke. And I was like, there's no way I'm only 26 weeks. This is way too early for that to happen. This, that, nah, this definitely it was pee. And so I, you know, the next day I, like I said, I woke up, I woke up in the, with like cramps in the morning and I was like, this is weird. And I went to the bathroom and there was some blood and I was like, oh, maybe that was my water last night, yesterday. So I woke up Aaron and off we went to the hospital. Um, they rolled me in and I was like having some pain. Like it, it wasn't the most comfortable experience, right? It hurts a little. They put me on the bed and I'm like, oh, ow. Apparently I had been dilated to nine already. And, uh, I was like, you're kidding me. This is bad. She's like, yes, it's very bad. We can't stop it. I was like, okay, well, let's do what we're going to do. And that led to an emergency C-section. Um, I remember lying on the, the, well, first they went to give me my shot, the, uh, epidural. And he's like, okay, so we're going to give you an epidural. You can't move. I'm like, okay. And then they like, just jab me with it. And I like jumped because they didn't tell me it was coming now. Like they'd been preparing me for everything else, but this, they just like shocked. Me. I was like, Oh, and everybody, the nurses, the doctors, everyone, you hear a, Oh, and so it was kind of here. I was like, Oh my God. What? I was like, you guys, you have to tell me before you give me the shot. You can't just give it to me. And so he's like, I'm coming in now. Are you ready? I was like, yes, I'm ready. And so then he did it. No problems. Um, and then, you know, I, I remember lying down and them doing their business. And the next thing I heard was um, Aaron said, that's Aurora. And she started crying. And I was like, thank God she's breathing. And that I'd like a relief came over me. And then um, then there was Phoenix and she was not breathing. And they were doing a bunch of stuff with her that I couldn't see. But then she started breathing and crying. And um then I was like, oh, relieved. We're, we're all going to be okay. And um, yeah. And so we went into um, the next phase. You know, they rolled me. I guess I fell asleep. I, I don't know what happened after that. I remember waking up to this woman with all this paperwork that I had to sign. And I'm like, what? What is okay? Tell, and I just looked at Aaron and I was like, do I sign this? He's like, yes, sign it. I was like, okay. Because it, it really was not done. Uh, I don't know. They come into you. You're on all these drugs and they expect you to be coherent and make a coherent decision, signing paperwork for your children. It, it really makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, right. guys, I'm like, I'm like, wait, what, what am I signing? Please. And I'm like, you need to get, but you know, at the same time they have to get started on like these babies are 26 weeks old. They don't have all their um, body is not fully developed. Their lungs aren't developed. So they, there's things they need right away and the doctors can't give it to them unless you sign the paperwork. So it's really quite an interesting situation, I think. Um, yes, overwhelming, no doubt. Oh, for sure. And so we did that. I, I remember signing the papers. I vaguely remember seeing like my brother and sister-in-law and my sister in the room. I think I talked to my brother because his birthday was in on the 29th and I was like, hey, we'll celebrate your birthday and the girls together. And he was looking at me like I was crazy. I was on a little <laughs> bit of drugs. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be coming out to party. I'm like, yeah, I know that. But it, it was, uh, so I think I said that. 
but you could find humor in, in all that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. So then, you know, I wake up in my hospital room and there's the girls and I finally get to go see them and they're in their intubators and poor Phoenix, her whole body is like all bruised because they, she wasn't breathing when she came out. So they had to do, you know, infant CPR and, um, a lot of work on her body and Aurora, she had, um, one of her lungs had a hole in it. And so there was a lot of work being done on the girls. And I just remember when I finally got to meet the doctor, he was like, these are two sick, we're very sick little girls. And we, you know, we can't make any promises. And I was like, okay. So, but I went through with it. And, um, on actually on my brother's birthday, they call us to come to the doc where we go to see the girls in the hospital and in their room and the doctors, they're like, Oh, the doctor really needs to speak with you guys. Please don't wait. And we're like, okay. And that's when we found out that Aurora had level four brain bleeds on both sides of her brain. And, um, what that looks like is she will basically just be a vegetable lying on the floor. Can't make sense of anything. So after several days of conversation and debate and what, what we're going to do, um, we decided that the kindest thing for her would be to let her go. So we did that. <laughs> I can't imagine how hard of a decision that had to be for you. Yeah, it was hard, but better. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm going to be weepy. It's going to happen. Expected and, and I'm sorry to ask you to have this hard conversation, but I'm so grateful you're willing to do it. No, it's okay. Um, so what was one thing that was really cool is the, the, oh, what do you call the people who come in palliative care? Um, we had a really great palliative care team who had come in. Um, I hadn't had good experiences with palliative care in the past for, with like my grandfather and, um, other family members, but this group that in the NICU was amazing and they were very helpful and they asked what we wanted. And like Aaron just wanted to be able to dress Aurora in a um, Aurora dress from Sabine Beauty. I love it. <laughs> so um, there was that and they went out and they found that dress at Build-A-Bear <laughs> and it fit her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. And then um, I just wanted her to see the sun before anything. So we made that happen. We took her outside to this beautiful, peaceful pond. Um, there's this great organization and uh, I feel terrible that I can't remember the name of them. Um, but they come and they take pictures. They're all black and white with you and the babies and it's free and they give it to you. And so um, we did that with them. If I can think of the name, I will definitely share that because they are an amazing group. And, uh, so we did pictures with her and went back to the room. Well, not our room to a private room where we said goodbye to her. And, um, we dressed her in her dress and <laughs> take all the time you need I um have to say you were sharing bits of that journey through social media and I know so many of us were 
going through that alongside you, um, clearly can't even comprehend what you were going through, but you were in my prayers and again, your grace through all of it and your willingness to share your beautiful girls through all of it was truly an inspiration. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so when she was in her dress, we did play, um, we can't, I don't know the name. Music is not my forte like yours. <laughs> but Sorry, I really put you on the spot with what I have to come then. <laughs> um, but you know the song in Sleeping Beauty at the end where they're Aurora and uh, the prince are dancing and the fairies are arguing over what color her dress is going to be. Yes. <laughs> and so we, we played, they had that on a CD for us to play and we played that one we danced with her a little and then we said goodbye and came home so yes how was it to come home and still leave phoenix behind and i just can't imagine but whatever you feel comfortable sharing um that was it was hard the we had again the nicu at miller's children was absolutely amazing we had met really great nurses um, and the nurse just told me, I promise I will keep your Phoenix safe and she will be here when you get back. And she was. Yeah. And so we trusted in that and we went home. We were, we were actually staying in the uh, Ronald McDonald house. It's across the street from the hospital and they were amazing too. We could, so we could be really close. Um, amazing. But it just, it was time to be home. And so we just called them and said, we're not coming in tonight. We lost our daughter, our other daughter still at the hospital. We will be back tomorrow. And we came home and um, had my mom and my dad, my brother, my sister-in-law. A couple of the neighbors ended up coming upstairs. They didn't, they didn't know what was going on, but they got here and they stuck around through it all. Um, and uh I drank a bit of wine, still have the wine bottle. <laughs> and uh, we just kind of had a night and talked about everything, you know? Yeah. So there, and um, that's, you know, that's our story with Aurora, really. She's um, still with us, but, you know, not with us. And then, so then it was all eyes on Phoenix and she soared, the, the doctors, the nurses, they just couldn't believe how well she was doing, how she was progressing. They they thought she might actually be able to leave the hospital on her due date, which would have been April 1st. Um, or possibly we even talked about bringing her home a little earlier for my on my birthday, which was like March 23rd. So um, we had these talks and there, it was looking really positive. And then um, we don't know how, and it's okay, but she got um, what's called RSV. Um, it's respiratory. I, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's basically if we're an adult, we get a little, maybe not even a full-blown cold. We're just kind of sneezing and it's a little virus we have in our bodies. But for a baby who doesn't have fully developed lungs, um, it can be a death sentence. And for most of them, it is. And the doctors were really positive that she would pull through. 
but she just didn't. So we, um, there were a lot of days we went and sat with her and we read to her and it, it was really crazy because she was doing so well before she had that. Like I was able to breastfeed her. Wow. And let me just say, my boob was bigger than her head. This poor little child, I thought he was going to crush her. I'm like, you want me to feed her with this? this, is, this is. They're like, it'll work, it's okay. I'm like, but it's so much bigger than her. And it was, it was a- What a blessing you did get to have that moment with her, those moments with her. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, because to be honest, I never thought I was gonna have children. I, I mean, I said, I, I always believed if I had children, I would have twin daughters. Um, but I have reached an age. I'm, I think what am, oh, I was like 40, 41 when this happened, maybe 42. I, I, it was 2019 <laughs> and yeah. I'm 45 now. So however old that was, <laughs> okay. so 40 something, I just really didn't think I was going to have children anymore. I was like, I don't think I, I mean, to be quite frank, we had a lot of sex and I wasn't pregnant for several years. So like, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, uh, and that was, we were okay. I was okay with that. And then we got surprised and happily surprised with the twins, like I said. Um, so I never in a million years thought I would be breastfeeding a child like ever. And so I always say, you know, people like look at it like, I'm so sorry you had to go through 2020 and it was tragic for you. And while it was tragic, it really was a magical year because all the things I never thought I would have it get to experience, I experienced. So being among those. So, um, uh, holding my daughters, which I never thought I'd hold daughters. So it, well, I mean, it was hard. It was definitely the hardest year. It was also one of the most magical years that I will ever have. I appreciate that you find the magic in it. And, um, I agree. Some of my most challenging times, which I don't think compare to what you've been through, um, are also some of my best times. Cause in that I found out a lot of about my strength and just, um, anyway, clearly you did the same. Yeah. I mean, and people look at me like I'm crazy sometimes, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> Like, no, it was really, I mean, there are so many good things that came out of it. Good experiences that you just never, I never dreamed I'd have. So yeah, you get to cherish those. Yes. And I get to look at the pictures where my poor baby has this tiny little head and this big old thing, boulder on top. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, but it's, it was pretty hilarious, these pictures, but, um, so yeah, we, I, she, she got really, really sick and she was in the NICU um, and they moved her to a private room because RSV is highly contagious and um, there ended up being two other babies in the hospital that also contracted RSV and we don't know how they got it. I have a pretty good guess as to what happened um, and I don't blame the nurses that, that I don't blame anybody for it. Mm-hmm. it's just the circumstances of life and people get sick, you know, and if you think about it, we get a cold or we get the flu, but we don't even know we're sick and contagious for several days before we see symptoms. So, yeah. and now you add COVID to that. It's just, you can't, you can't be mad at anybody for that. What you can be upset with is our medical system and our insurance system. 
because there, there, there is a shot that you can give that they give babies when they go home from the hospital during flu season. It's an RSV shot, right? So that they don't get, or if they get RSV, it helps fight off the symptoms or whatever. But if you're staying in the NICU, they won't give it to the babies because it's the insurance companies say it's too expensive and you won't get RSV when you're in the NICU. Well, clearly that is not the situation. No. Has that become a part of your mission? Is that something that you are looking into changing or? It's something I would love to change, to be honest. And I've thought about it. You know, it's been several years. I just, I don't even know where to begin. I, I've tried looking at certain aspects and I just, I really don't know where to begin. And I'm not like looking to want to go get an attorney and sue them. I just think, Hey, if there's something available and I think it was like a thousand dollars for the shot for one shot or something, I don't know. And I was like, we can give the parents the option. Maybe they'll pay for it out of pocket if the insurance companies want, but absolutely, you you should like, make, make that clear that there is this thing. Cause now, um, there's this available that could possibly, that is a potential, especially when the child is that young and underdeveloped. So there's, there's that again, I don't harbor huge, like anger towards it. It's just a really sad situation. Speaking of our medical system and the world we live in and how money trumps life quality of life. I 100% agree. I hope that maybe this leads to some shift in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I totally went on a tangent. Great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Phoenix ended up having her last moment. I mean, we would go sit in the hospital and read to her and my parents came down and they got to see her and on the last, her last day, the doctor called and, or my nurse, Dominique, she's amazing, called and she was just said, you, you want to get to the hospital now. And we got there and um, we talked to them and we called all the family. Everybody came and some people got some private moments with the baby. Some people didn't. It just, we, we ran out of time. She, well, she was running out of time and they brought her into the ironically the same room we said goodbye to Aurora in and um she didn't get the pictures and what have you but she on the other hand had all of her family there and they held her and said goodbye to her and she had a lot of love in the room when we had Aurora Aaron and I um, decided we wanted to do that privately mm-hmm. but um Phoenix we welcomed all of the family in and allowed them to be a part of saying goodbye to her and so uh, some of Aaron's colleagues, coworkers came and said goodbye and sat with us and held her. And, uh, and then we left the hospital and we said goodbye to them. So, yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> what that was like for you. And again, you had the grace to kind of share bits of that along the way. And I, my heart was with you through all of it. I, I know so many people's were, and I, w- I couldn't believe it when um, Phoenix also passed away, how I just couldn't imagine how much pain you must have been in. Um, that said, you are such a light and you, I know I'm sure have so many dark moments, but you were a light even in your darkest moment to others. And thank you for that. And what do you want moving forward, I, you know, in our house, we have a 
something that's become meaningful. In fact, Colton's first tattoo, he turned 18 recently, which is bananas. <laughs> um, it, he wanted it to be the term so what, now what, um, because that has been just kind of a guiding motto in our life during challenging times. Um, and it sounds horrific to say so what to this, because that's not it at all. But Absolutely. life does happen beyond our control sometimes. And then now what is where, you know, I feel like our power lies and harnessing that. What is now what for you? And I, I know Phoenix and Aurora are your guardian angels evermore, but, but I don't know, share what you want to share around that. So, um, our girls, we, Aaron and I have a little, um, I'll show you, hopefully I don't lose signal. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. I don't know. We'll see. We have a little, can you see that little shelf that? Yes, I love it. We keep our girls. There's their little feet. And, um, this, this little water right here, um, this is from our ocean where we had, in, we had envisioned the girls would go and play under the pier. So we went and got sand and water. And um, both of the girls, they got to feel the ocean before they passed. We use the same jar. And so we keep that. Um, these are, we always try to make sure we have flowers for them. And then just, you know, um, this is Aaron's son. So their older brother, and then like some nieces and nephews, like all the family, just kind of keep them surrounded. I love um, that. And we try to each night. Um, well, so after the girls in about May, it was yes it was May it was it was Memorial Day so my my all of my children have um our holiday children I've decided so, <laughs> more to come on that but yeah um so like these girls were born uh they they were conceived on the 4th of July and they were due on April Fool's so um <laughs> they came yeah. on Christmas and they came on Christmas so definitely holiday children and then um on Memorial Day I ended up getting pregnant again. Um, and we ended up miscarrying and that baby was actually due on Valentine's day. So <laughs> we have that. Um, so holiday babies are kind of what we are following right now. And so Aaron and I, um, nightly, cause well, we love candles anyways, but we were burning them to begin with. But, um, since losing the girls, we made it a nightly thing where we will always burn a candle with three wicks or three mini candles, one for each of those children that are no longer with us. Um, and so we definitely, it's kind of, that's kind of our now what in honoring of them. It's how we honor them. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen. Some nights, you know, last night we did not burn the candle. We just kind of, we're both crashing out and like, you know, so sometimes it doesn't happen, but there's that. Um, yeah. I love that. Um, say that. And one of the things that I was going to ask you later um, is, you know, I think it's so important to celebrate the big things and the little things. And clearly you celebrate them most every day, which I love. We do. And on Christmas morning, because so Christmas is a really hard thing because I love Christmas. Aaron loves Christmas. We couldn't have got a better Christmas gift than our daughters on Christmas. Um, but people kind of look at you like, you're sad <laughs> and they don't know how to handle it with you. And so you're like, well, 
So we just started inviting everyone. Um, the, the, our girls will be three this year, but the last two years, we just get a mint chocolate chip ice cream cake and we invite people to come have ice cream cake with us. And that's our breakfast in the morning. And we do a little Zoom happy birthday and people like my mom and family, they can Zoom on in with us if they're not with us. And um, that's our that's our annual celebration of them. So we just do a little it. Christmas morning cake. Who gets ice cream cake for Christmas morning? We do. So that's our, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then the rest, they gave you. Yes. So, so we kind of look at it like, and then the rest of the day is more dedicated to Christmas events. So people, it, it helps with the angst that some people feel around you or their uncomfortableness because they don't know how to respond because they know you're missing your, we're missing our daughters. But at the same time, you know, we, we still want to celebrate Christmas. We love Christmas. So I love um, that. And, and that's just it. Um, I know your daughters would want you to do the things you love. And so I think, I think it's amazing that you can find the light to work through and um, a way that you can still be happy amidst all of that. A lot of people might not. So you're amazing in that way. Well, thank you. Well, and I think part of that comes from um, we, you know, our, our world, it has a lot, there's, the world is beautiful and there are beautiful people. And so there's so much to give and to share in the world. Um, and, you know, we could have sank inside ourselves, but then we would be missing out on all these opportunities that we didn't have. Um, when we lost the girls, we had friends who, you know, came out that you, we had friends we never thought would be there, you know, you know, you, you know, people and you just don't really talk. You see them once or whatever you hear from them, but you don't, they're not there in your daily life. And they showed up when the people we thought would be there for us every day didn't even call because they didn't know how to see you weak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was really, it was interesting just to see that the magic of humanity being positive and helpful where you didn't expect it to come from. And um, that kind of makes you not able to give up because it's out there. The good is out there and you have to find it and hold on to it. It Um, And to share this is going to be the good for someone else who needs to hear this right now. Well, thank you. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it will help somebody. I don't know, but maybe um, but so a couple of the things like we had our friend, like randomly, this just showed up in the mail. I'll show you. It's a little necklace. Oh, and it says, beautiful. you know, two pieces of my heart are in heaven. It's too many hearts with the girls' names on them. And wow. then I have um, in Zan, you know, this group of girls, they're, they call themselves the Tracy moms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the and things I miss about Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Tracy misses you and me, I think. Um, I know. We need to go back together and or have everyone meet here or there. <laughs> yes, I know. We need, we need to do something where everyone can be together because it's, yeah. we're so much fun when we're all together. Um, yeah. But the Tracy moms, like uh, Christy uh, had us come and the moms came together and they got us this beautiful ring and it's in infinity symbol for love for the girls and it's engraved with their names and their birthday on it on the inside. So, you know, I mean, again, gifts, it's not going to bring the girls back, but it's something like they're, they're remembering the girls with us and celebrating them in, 
in their way. And that makes you feel good when other people are celebrating your children too. And um, we take, I take this ring, like I kind of look at it as it's a little silly, but I'm like, okay, girls, today we're going to, if I want to give them a new experience, I make sure I bring the ring with me because that's them being a part of it with us. So that's not silly. I love that you're still sharing the journey with them. So we went to like, we're like, oh, we're going to go to, I I can't remember where we went. We went somewhere recently. And I was like, okay, we've never been here. Let's make sure we don't forget the ring. We got to take the girls with us. And I mean, we don't take the, the the urns or anything. We just take the ring and I love that. uh, Yeah. So we kind of, that's how we bring them along with us and share their world. Um, Sometimes we get very sad and we have sad, lonely days and the hospital was super kind um, the palliative care and they got us these bears and they made recordings of the girls' hearts when they were still with us. And inside each bear is the heart recording. And so one bear wears Aurora's dress and another bear wears a onesie that one of the nurses had made for Phoenix when we thought um, she was going to be with us. And so sometimes we curl up with the bears. Sometimes I do. Sometimes Aaron does. Sometimes we all do together in the bed. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's not to say everything's hunky dory every day, but they're, you know, we have sad days and that's how kind of how we deal with it when we have to. Yeah. And I think that's an important part to talk about too, is you can celebrate and move forward with them in such a positive way and include them, which is amazing that you do, but it's also okay to let yourself feel what you need to feel too. And, um, I don't know, you're just truly amazing. So thank you for sharing. I know this story is going to really impact someone who really needs to hear it right now. Um, and how, like with you and Aaron, do you feel like that brought you closer together? I think, um, I think so. I think it makes it, um, we're able to have, we're able to talk about the girls very openly, um, it's, you know, um, sometimes we have like conversations and Aaron will be like, oh, right now I would imagine the girls would be doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yes, I think so. So currently I am pregnant again, um, with a little boy and and he, um, was kicking my ladder the other day and it was kind of (laughs) hurting. And, uh, (laughs) Aaron, you know, he's pulled something out like, you know, if the girls were here, they would come over and they would yell at him right now in your stomach and tell him <laughs> to be nice to mommy. And I was like, yeah, he would, they would. So, I mean, it, we just, that's kind of, um, we talk about them in those terms, would have, but we also, it helps us just talk openly about anytime we're having a hardship with the day, whether it's the girls or something else, it just gave us that avenue for a way to be able to speak to each other when we're really in having not the blessed day. It's just not the favorite day, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm so happy for you guys that you have your little man on the way. Another holiday-ish baby. Well, actually, yes, because he's due four days before Thanksgiving. Yes. So you're (laughs) on par with that. (laughs) And wow, what you will have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. Yes, definitely. Um, well, 
I'm so grateful for, again, you just sharing the story. I'm grateful for who you are in my life. And even though we don't see each other at all anymore, because we're in different states, states. now, <laughs> I, I am grateful that we, I know, will always pick up where we leave off when we do get to connect. And um, I had asked you, you know, told you that one of the things that it's fun for me is to ask you kind of the a few songs I said to pick three, maybe for the soundtrack of your life, which is hard to narrow down, especially when you're not the music junkie that I am. But um, what songs did you choose? I have four for you, but I also, I also, um, you know, I'm a quote person. Okay. So, so I have, I have a couple things for you. Um, you'll notice okay. here I have my red lipstick on because part of the way we got through this is pour yourself a drink, put on some lipstick and pull yourself together. Sometimes I just have to give myself that motto and the red lipstick comes out on those days. Um, well, I uh, look, you're glowing by the way. And I, I want to see Aaron in the red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be fun. Maybe I'll dress him up today. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah. So I, I knew today would be a little rough. So I, because I haven't really spoken about the girls in this in depth. So I was like, it's a red lipstick day. We're going to put it on. Um, well, I'm going to steal that red lipstick thing from you. That's a good you, one. You can. I love it. Um, so the songs that I'll share with you, they kind of come out of this place of one of the things that keeps me from going into the dark hole is a quote I read. And it's, I have an irrepressible desire to live till I can be assured that the world is a little bit better for having me lived in it. Abraham Lincoln. Um, I love that. I found that quote online and it's my tagline or my signature line in my emails for work. Um, that's, you know, an educator at heart taught for 14 years. Um, I will go back eventually, but right now is not the time. And I just, if I know I've made a difference for somebody to make their life a little easier, a little better, or given them a step in the direction that they're dreaming to get to, that makes me feel like I have lived a life worth living. And it keeps me from wanting to go into my hold because sometimes I have those days and then I remind myself, no, you're not doing anything to make it better right now. You have to like, let's step it up. And so with that, we have a couple songs. Um, <laughs> first I love one, it. Colby Calais, Never Gonna Let You Down. Um, that song is for myself because I will never let myself down. Sometimes I start to let myself go into, like I said, the hole. And then I remind myself, no, this isn't where you belong. Like, let's lift yourself up. You're going to build, look at all these other things. So I talk, you know, that self-talk really um, the song is dedicated to me, but it's also a song that I share with Aaron. Like it is our song. And, um, it was on the other day and he's like, I see you singing the star son when he gets here. And I was like, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's a motto song for not only for myself, but for those in my world, whether I see you every day, whether I see you every 10 years and you call me and you need something, I will always be there. That's and helping That's making true. that world a better place. Totally who you are. You impact lives. No doubt. Um, for those rough days, there's, you know, Stevie Nicks's landslide. <laughs> um, I just out last night and heard a gentleman singing it and it was such a beautiful version. I loved it. Oh, I love that. I love when people like sing it. It doesn't have to just be Stevie Nicks, but that song in itself, it's just, 
you know, the world, like you, you, we, Aaron and I were on the top of the world, November 30th. We did our gender reveal. Like it was amazing. And then kind of all came crashing down. Right. But you climb that hill right back up. And so that, that song definitely, there's a landslide and you just kind of have to fight your way back up it, not let it take you down. Um, And then of course, there's always the amazing pink who I love. (laughs) (laughs) She is just a badass. And she has two songs that really um, enable like where I go and who I am. And one being, you know, again, going along with Stevie Nicks, it's all I know so far, you know, it's all I know in the world and it's going to be tough. And I'm going to be right by your side until the end, till the world blows up. Like I'm here, we will be strong and deal with it together. And then her other song, Cover Me in Sunshine with her daughter, because, well, I believe that the world is really, it's a happy place. Most people are genuinely good souls and they want to be happy and they want to do good for other people. And if you need them, they'll be there. Not every soul, but most souls. And I think we forget that when we turn on the news. And I feel like that song really like embodies that a little bit. So I agree. There is so much more good than bad in this world, but you're right. It's easy to turn on the news and not be able to see that. So that's part of the heart behind what I'm doing here with you today is just because I want to be a light in this crazy world when there is so much more good than bad. And we all have so much that we can relate to and learn and grow from other people. And um, so thank you for being so vulnerable and talking about your beautiful girls and your soon to be baby boy on the way. And (laughs) how lucky is he to have such beautiful guardian angels when he comes into this world? He will, he will have those. Um, I do want to ask you, uh, first of all, I want to say to you, thank you so much for doing this because, you know, I watch your daily quotes and your, like the, I don't know if you call them memes or that just all of the information you share online, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or what have you. And it's always super inspiring and positive and reminds it's just mindful of what can be and what the world should be and who we should be as a people. And um, I just think it's really magical that you put that out into the world because somebody has to, and it's great that, I mean, your soul in itself. Like I know you've been through some hard times and you find it in yourself to still lift everyone up around you. And I think that's amazing that you want to do that. And, um, in that you're asking if I telling me, thank you for being vulnerable. Are there any, anything I didn't answer any curiosities you have? I am open to answering them. I, I don't have any, um, specific questions. I am just in awe of your strength and Aaron's strength and how you celebrate your girls every day, even though they're, Oh, can you not hear me? No, no, you're good. You're okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm just in awe of that. And I guess I would ask that if there is anyone that does have a question or, you know, maybe is navigating a more similar journey to you and would like to reach out if it would be okay if they're reach out to me and I connect you guys um, where that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing like in different challenges that I've had in my life, you know, um, 
finding someone who's walked that journey um, can just be the hope that you need. And so I think that there are people that you could offer hope to. Well, if I, I hope I can help someone. And if there's anyone who does want to contact me and they reach out to you, I would absolutely, through you, be happy to speak with them. Okay. Amazing. I'm so grateful for that. And I want to also come back around and celebrate when your little man gets here. Well, I, uh, we'll have a celebration <laughs> episode for sure when you're ready. <laughs> absolutely. My little guy, he'll, yeah, we have like two and a half months. Oh my goodness. So exciting. Well, mm-hmm. I just, uh, cheers to you. Cheers to Aaron. Um, cheers to finding magic in the messy. My gosh, have you, uh, found your magic through a lot of messy. Uh, you're truly <laughs> an Thank you, Holly. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Holly truly is an inspiration. The way she and Erin have chosen to move forward with grit and grace, feeling what they need to feel, choosing joy and celebrating their girls on a daily basis and moving forward better for where they have been is truly inspiring. Holly has kindly agreed to be there for someone who might be navigating a similar situation. It's so true that sometimes the best ear is someone who's walked the walk that you might be walking. So if that's you, please reach out to me and I can connect you with Holly um, for that common ear. That said, Holly is truly living up to the quote that she chose. I have an irrepensible desire to live till I can be assured the world is a little better for me having been in it by Abraham Lincoln. Holly, you are definitely making the world better for having been in it. And also inspired by Holly, I went ahead and created a little red lipstick line on the Love and Shenanigans site because sometimes you do just got to put on the red lipstick and do the hard things on those days. So check that out. 10% of all proceeds from the Holly inspired red lipstick line will be sent to the Ronald McDonald Foundation, which is one of the resources that supported Holly and Aaron through their journey. Cheers to Aurora and Phoenix and the guardian angels that they now are. And we're so excited to celebrate the little man who will be arriving now this month. We're so very happy for you guys on this new chapter. And as for the playlist Holly chose, it will be in the show notes as will other resources that she had mentioned. Holly, all of your songs were amazing, but I particularly love why you chose the Colby Calais song, Never Gonna Let You Down. And first and foremost, you're not going to let yourself down, nor will you let your girls down, your beautiful new son, and the people you love around you. You truly are an inspiration, Holly. Thank you so much for sharing. I hope you all are looking for something to celebrate today. Looking forward to visiting with you again next week. Have an amazing day. to incorporate the many layers of things I love as sponsors of the Victim Survivor Thriver podcast. Those of you who know about the Funny Farm know I have our love and shenanigans store. It's all inspirations from the Funny Farm and life and love and things that make me smile. If you're looking for some inspiration, be sure to check out our love and shenanigans goodies at love, the letter in shenanigans.com.
also sponsoring is our Honor the Brave program. Um, many of you who have followed us for years know that the Honor the Brave program was born after Jeff was retired from law enforcement as a way to stay connected and say thank you to our first responder and military families. If they are going to buy or sell anywhere across the country, our nationwide program aligns with amazing realtors who consider it an honor to give back to them and create an experience of appreciation through their home buying and selling process. Be sure to check out honorthebrave.com to learn more about it. You will receive 10% back as a thank you for your service if you're a first responder or veteran. An additional 5% is donated to the charity you choose that impacts first responders or veterans in some capacity. And we have an awesome um, active duty Marine who builds us these beautiful handmade wooden flags that we present to everyone upon closing. So again, be sure to check out www.honorthebrave.com to learn more about our Honor the Brave program. And last but not least, gut personal has been an absolute game changer in my life. I used to struggle with gut issues, which I know isn't a fun topic, but it's a real topic that many people struggle struggle with, especially women. And since I've been taking their supplements, I have no more bloat. I feel great. I sleep great. I do all the things great. I'm always talking about shoveling, you know what, in the bunny farm. And that's a real thing for us too, right? And so now with my gut personal um, products, I'm feeling great great and doing all the things very well. So be sure to check out Gut Personal if you would like to feel great too at www.gutpersonal.com backslash Xana10 and you will be able to put in the code Xana10 for 10% off of your orders. All of these notes will be in the show notes. So thank you so much for checking out the sponsors of the Victim Survivor Thriver podcast.